Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about when to pull the plug on your COVID wedding. Now, I realize it's a very depressing title. Um, I might come up with something better before I press publish on this, so maybe that's not the title you're seeing, but that's basically the theme of the episode today. I've just been noticing in a lot of the wedding planning Facebook groups and other communities online, there's so much stress about oh my God, my wedding's in you know three months. I have this many guests. Do you think that's okay? What are you doing? Um, and there's so many comments of other, mostly brides, but you know grooms as well, um, just commenting with their wedding date and their guest size and crossing their fingers. And the sad truth of it is, of course, you know, no one really knows unless you um, are some sort of a fortune teller or you have some inside scoop with um, the government or, I don't know, the virus. Um, no one really knows when certain restrictions are going to lift. And depending on where you are in the world, things could be looking very different um, from where somebody else is. Uh, in my current area, you know, weddings are pretty much not even allowed. You can have a 10-person ceremony, no reception. Um, so it's really, really limited. And I know people are stressing out. And you'd think after a year of all this, we'd be used to it. But um, if one thing the pandemic has guaranteed us, it has just been uncertainty. So it's so hard to know when to pull the plug, when to make a decision, what decision to even make. It's super, super difficult. Um, I will mention if you're new or you've you know missed some of the back catalog, I do have a couple episodes of kind of about this um, subject. I have an episode called Should You Elope? So if you are thinking of you know downsizing or 
really, you know, drastically downsizing and going more of an elopement route, check out that episode. Gives you some uh, tips and some things to think about to see if an elopement is right for you. I also have an episode called Should You Postpone Your Wedding? So again, if you are thinking of pushing your wedding out, you don't want to downsize, check out that episode. And then I think way, well, maybe not way back, maybe in the 20s, I did an episode just called, you know, Wedding Planning During a Pandemic Sucks. So if you're just looking for somebody to commiserate with you and, uh, you know, a bit of a ranty episode and to know you're not alone, head back and listen to that one. Um, So yeah, basically, let's get this thing started. Um, It sucks to be planning a wedding during a pandemic and to even be thinking about, oh my gosh, when do I have to make the call about postponing or downsizing or canceling or moving to a different venue or, you know, whatever it is. Um, It sucks. It's so hard. And for any couples who got married, you know, pre, I guess, March 2020, this is just not something they had to deal with. You never had to think about postponing or downsizing. Like once you set your date and your guests, that was it. Um, This is such a unique challenge for 2020, 2021, possibly 2022 couples. Um, Not that that probably makes you feel better, but know that you're not alone in that, you know, everyone who's getting, getting married this year, last year, possibly next year, all in the same boat, having to make these really difficult calls. And it's just, it's tough. It sucks. So it is okay if you are struggling with this. Um, You're not alone. It is a very difficult, tough situation. And, you know, I talked before in a previous episode about, you know, when wedding planning feels frivolous because there are so many other things going on in the world, you know, health issues, issues with job security, food security, um, death, illness, you know, there's just so much going on. And sometimes it can feel like your wedding is just kind of frivolous and a little ridiculous. And, you know, you're upset over, um, you know, a smaller guest count, whereas someone else is dealing with, you know, a life or death situation. But everyone has their struggles. Everyone has their things. This is not the oppression Olympics. You're allowed to feel bad um, about what's going on. So (laughs) that is your permission if you need it. um, That yes, this sucks. And you're you're allowed to say that it sucks. Um, And then there's this sort of, you know, when you're in the situation where you've set a date, you've, you know, invited your guests or you have a guest list and you kind of have to just wait and see will things actually happen the way I want them to? Will I need to postpone? Will I need to downsize? Will I need to cancel? Will I need to move it? And you're sort of in that balance between, okay, I want to be hopeful, but I also want to be realistic. And this is sort of that place when you're trying to decide, okay, when do I need to call it? When do I need to make a decision? Um, Am I waiting too long? Do I need to be more realistic? Or am I being, I don't know, pessimistic, and I need to be more hopeful and just sort of wait it out? It's very difficult. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to give you like an exact date, like, hey, if you're getting married in September, call it by, you know, July, because everyone's situation is is different. But I just want to give you some things to think about to help you make that decision. So first, I will say there actually is, you know, a lot of reassurance and um, almost safety in making a plan and sticking to it. Um, It's really nice to not be in that sort of limbo space. Everyone's asking you, oh, what's happening? What's happening? You know, each day you're reading something in the news that says, oh, you know, weddings are going to happen. And then you read something else, but oh, case counts are going up and you're just sort of stuck in this, in this limbo and it's really stressful. And every single day you kind of have to decide, okay, yeah, we're going forward. We're going forward. Sometimes it's actually less stressful and less tense to make a decision, even if that decision is your plan B, or if you are a COVID couple, it's probably like your plan F at this point. Um, But sometimes it is actually less stressful to make that decision, to make the call early, 
to decide to postpone or downsize or whatever it is, even if it does feel premature, sometimes it's just way better for your own mental health to make that call and to be like, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about this until you know, 2022, or I've downsized so much, so it's not going to be a problem no matter what happens. So just a little, um, you know, a little tip, a little (laughs) sticking up for the uh, decision to make the call early. There's no, you know, right or wrong time to do this, but there can definitely be a lot of reassurance and safety and peace in, in making that decision earlier. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so I think the first thing you have to think about um, besides just you know, when you're going to make that call is actually what call you're going to make. So are you going to postpone your wedding? Are you going to downsize your guest list? Are you going to move venues? Perhaps you're scheduled for something indoors and you're going to move it outdoors. Um, Are you going to just, you know, make some other large change? I can't think of anything else that would be relevant to uh, pandemic wedding planning besides the guest list, the date and the venue, but you know, whatever the decision is. So the way you make that call is really just deciding what's most important to you. So sitting down with your partner, um, what is the thing that you absolutely will not compromise on? Like, have you decided, you know, hey, this is a really important date to us. Maybe it's your anniversary or something like that. We have to get married on this day. We don't care who's there. We don't care where. It just has to be this date. Or maybe you've just decided, hey, we really, really want to get married. We want to make it legal. We want to sign the paper. We want to be spouses. Um, it doesn't matter how many people are there. Or maybe, you know, the other way around. You say, we really, really want to have 200 guests. These are our favorite people in the world. We really want to celebrate with them, whether that's this year, next year, the year after we want to do it. Or we really want to have a dance floor. We really want to be able to hug our loved ones with, you know, no masks and no distancing. So just basically prioritize, right? Like what is the most important thing to you? What will you absolutely not compromise on? And that'll help you decide what call you're going to make when the time does come to make that call. Because for some people, it'll be postponing. For others, it'll be downsizing. Others, it'll be moving the venue. So it really just depends on what is most important to you and what you don't want to compromise on. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. Some people really prioritize the party and the guests. Other people really just want to be married um, and they're happy to downsize. So deciding on when to actually make that call. So I've got three kind of buckets that'll help you decide when to make the call. So the first one is your vendors. So right away, 
if you are someone getting married during, you know, this pandemic, you really want to be reading those contracts and seeing like, okay, what happens if I need to postpone, if I need to downsize, if I need to cancel, you know, how much money is, um, is stuck with this vendor? Am I going to get a refund? Do I get a partial refund? Is there a certain date when final payments are due? Is there a date of when they need notice? If I decide to postpone, you know, do I need to do that ahead of time or else I'll run out of 2022 dates? So really just read through your contracts and make sure, preferably before you sign them, that you're super comfortable with all the terms. You understand when money is due, when money is refundable, when you need to make a decision by. And especially if you are sort of starting to think, hey, we might need to look at plan B or, you know, plan C, D, E, F, <laughs> um, really go through those contracts again, line by line and decide what you're comfortable with. And that will likely determine, you know, when you do need to make that decision. If it's something like, okay, you know, final payments are due, whatever, in June, okay, we need to decide by June. Or, if you know your venue tells you, hey, we only have one more date left for summer 2022, then maybe you need to decide right away. The next bucket would be uh, your guests. So this is you know going to be a different story whether you're having a destination wedding or a local wedding, and that's destination to your guests, not just to you as the couple. So how much notice do your guests need? Obviously, if it's something where you know your guests are going to need to fly in, take time off work, maybe stay for a weekend or a full week, they're going to have to book hotels, figure out you know car rentals or food and lodging and all that sort of stuff. That's obviously going to be a situation where they're going to need a lot more notice. You can't really make a call on a wedding like that the day before, the week before, possibly not even the month before, just in respect to your guests and likely to yourselves if you'll also need to be you know, traveling. You really want to give them as much notice as possible. A lot of guests will be booking their travel um, months and months ahead of time, especially if you did send out that save the date you know, a year ago. They may have already made travel plans and hopefully those travel plans are refundable or at least uh, you know, they can change them without any penalty. Luckily, throughout the pandemic, a lot of airlines and hotels and other, you know, people in the travel industry have created really generous uh, either change or refund policies just because they understand that it's such like an uncertain time. So hopefully your guests are able to change their plans if they have already been made. But you really want to give those guests as much notice as possible if things are going to change. I would even say if you're, you know, you're not totally sure about it, it's nice to reach out to those guests and just say, hey, you know, we have this destination wedding booked for December. It's now April. We're going to make a call in, I don't know, July, August, whatever it is. Like, we just wanted to let you know, we'll make the call in August. So, you know, if please don't book anything non-refundable until then, please try not to book anything non-refundable at all. We really suggest you book, you know, refundable. Just give them that heads up. I think that's really, really nice. It's a nice courtesy to your guests who will likely be spending a lot of energy and time and money uh, to travel to your wedding. Of course, if you're having a local wedding, that's going to be a lot less notice. So if it's a situation where all of your guests live, let's say like within an hour of the venue, nobody's going to be getting a hotel room or flying or a car rental or on a train or anything like that. Obviously, you can give those people a lot less notice. Um, and then, you know, same thing if it's a smaller, let's say it's a really casual wedding, you're having like 15 people in your backyard, that could probably even be a situation where you, I mean, 
you probably don't want to do this, but you could, could get away with shooting people a text like the day before and just saying like, hey, sorry, <laughs> you know, we're postponing, um, the rules changed or something like that. But just giving your guests as much notice as possible, you don't want to be courteous and kind to their wallets, to their calendars, and make sure that they have time to get back any money or, you know, move things around that they need to as well. The last bucket that I've got here on how to decide when to call it or pull the plug on your COVID wedding is you. So the first bucket was vendors, the second bucket is guests, and the third bucket is you. And I would argue that this is probably the most important bucket. But basically asking yourself, you know, what is going to cause me more stress? Is it going to be more stressful for me to wait it out and, you know, just keep on hoping and praying and crossing my fingers and staying up to date with the news and watching, you know, the restrictions, how they change, watching case counts and vaccines? Is it going to be more stressful or less stressful for me to wait and see what happens? Um, or, you know, would it be a better option for me to make the call now and be disappointed and sad that things, you know, are, are not going to work out how I originally wanted? Which which one could I live with? Which one is going to be more stressful for me? Which one's going to be more disappointing? Possibly which one is going to save me more money if the finances are a concern for you? Maybe the idea of downsizing is actually really attractive because that'll save you a ton of money or, you know, switching venues that could save you money. That could also cost you a lot of money. Postponing could cost you money um, or save you money. It really depends on your situation. But basically, what is going to make you feel good about your wedding experience? Because you hear people who get so stressed out in the wedding planning, they're just, um, you know, it could be anything, family issues, money issues, pandemic restrictions, drama, too much to do, too much on your plate, um, stress with work, you know, not, not having enough time to wedding plan, just anything. There's so many things that could go wrong in a regular wedding. And then you add on to that all of this fun pandemic stuff. And uh, it can make for a really, really stressful situation. And the last thing you want is to show up on your wedding day and be like, phew, thank God that's over. Like, oh, finally can put this whole thing behind me. Like you, you want to be excited, right? You want to come to your wedding and be excited to marry your person and celebrate with, you know, however many guests you have in whatever space you, you happen to be in on whatever date. You want it to be a joyful and exciting and celebratory time, even if there is some stress leading up to it. But trying to minimize that stress as much as possible is really important. So all this to say, different strokes for different folks. There are some people who are going to want to remain hopeful. That's just their personality. They are, you know, optimistic, hope for the best. It's not going to stress them out to wait longer. They would rather, you know, keep the hope alive than deal with the disappointment of having to cancel ahead of time, especially if, you know, things did change and restrictions lifted. That just absolutely would eat them alive if they, you know, canceled and then it turned out they didn't need to actually cancel. And then there are other people who can't live with the indecision, having the stress every day of, you know, people asking you what's happening, of seeing case counts rise or, you know, something happening with the vaccine or restrictions. It's just going to stress them out way too much. Um, you know, maybe they have a destination wedding or certain restrictions from their vendors that cause them to have to make that choice sooner. So, yeah. Different, different strokes for different folks. Some people are going to want to hold out. Other people are going to need to make that decision. And it can actually, you know, I've seen it in the, in the Facebook groups. 
it can make you feel really bad to see other people making a different decision than you. And that's usually not a conscious thing. Like you don't sit there and think like, wow, I feel really bad because some other couple has decided to postpone, even though I'm not, but it actually is a very real thing. So if you just think like, okay, we've decided, you know, you and your partner, you sit down and talk, you decide you're going to hold out, you're going to be hopeful. Um, So, you know, you've decided, okay, we're holding out for our, let's say, August 2021 wedding. We're going to see how things go. We're not going to make a decision yet. And then you go on these Facebook groups and let's say someone started a thread saying, oh, just postponed my August 2021 wedding. And there's all these comments saying like, oh, you made the right decision. We postponed ours too. There's just so much unknown. It's just, you know, it's safer this way. That's going to really get you down because it's, even though no one is saying it directly to you and nobody knows your specific situation, um, it's going to feel like people are sort of judging your choice and you're going to feel like, oh my God, maybe I'm making the wrong choice to to hold out and to wait. Like people must think, you know, I'm such an idiot. What am I doing? Do I not care about my guest safety? Am I just being ridiculous holding out for restrictions to be lifted? And then of course, on the other hand, you know, let's say you did decide, okay, August, 2021, it's too soon. We just don't know. We're going to go ahead and postpone. And then you get on those Facebook groups and you see someone say, Hey, I'm August, 2021. And I'm holding out hope. And all of the comments are like, Oh, of course, hold out hope. Yeah. August is such a, you know, it's so far away. Restrictions are definitely going to be lifted. I heard this, you know, this and this was in the newspaper today, made me feel so hopeful. And you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm such a dummy. Why did I postpone? I didn't need to postpone. Obviously, it's going to be totally fine. What was I thinking? So as you can see, you know, no matter what you decide, uh, the Facebook group's going to get you down is pretty much the moral of that story. Um, And like I said off the top, no one really knows, right? No one knows what's coming absolutely no one predicted we would be where we are right now a year more than a year since this whole thing you know started so there's there is no right answer regardless of what is happening in the facebook groups nobody knows your specific situation nobody knows what's going to be happening in august 2021 or any other time so if you find yourself you know getting defensive or feeling bad after you know you make a decision and you see other people have made a different decision it might just be time to tune out all of that noise so you know remove yourself from the facebook groups or don't go on facebook for a little while or whatever online forum you know even talking to other people you know who are planning a wedding you might just say like hey can we just like you know not talk about the weddings for a little bit you know, I, I just don't want to talk about it right now, which is totally fine because it really just needs to be about what you and your partner want. Now to totally undermine everything I just said, I'm going to share sort of my thoughts and my feelings. And maybe this is a good practice in tuning other people out. So feel free to turn off the podcast right now or, you know, listen to what I'm doing and and decide if that feels like something you would also want to do or if you're, you know, happy to sort of leave my advice here. Um, So I think I've shared before, we have set a date. We're going to get married in September and it's going to be a pretty small wedding, about 20, 25 people. Uh, The ceremony will be outdoors, weather permitting, and then the reception will be indoors. So currently where I am, you are only allowed to have a wedding 
wedding of 10 people, and that is just the ceremony. You're not allowed to have any reception. So my partner and I, at the very beginning, you know, when we started talking about this wedding, we decided like, hey, we are going to do it this year. Um, because it's such a small group, it's not like we are holding out for, you know, 100, 200 people wedding with packed dance floors and no masks and no distancing and things like that. We don't mind if some of those restrictions are still in place. So we've said, you know, we're fine if masks are still a thing. We're fine if distancing is still a thing. It's going to be a little bit difficult just because we are getting married in a private venue, a family member's house. So trying to distance, you know, 20 people is, is going to be a little bit difficult, but I think we can make some accommodations if we needed to. We also decided that, you know, hey, if things really, really shut down and, you know, got, got as bad as they could get and weddings were, you know, pretty much just like, hey, it's the couple and it's the two mandatory witnesses and that's it, that we would still go ahead with it. Um, just both invite our moms to sign as our witnesses and then have some sort of like a dinner party or something at a safer time when we can. So now, you know, that's that was our thinking going in. So basically we decided our priority was getting married this year and, you know, committing to to that date. It's not a super significant date for us, but just, you know, it'll be the date that we had planned and that we had put all our plans for that date, like, you know, all the vendors and the food and things like that. So we did want to stick to that date and get married um, in 2021. The difficult part now is, you know, now that people have been invited and we do have guests who are coming from the other side of the country, now it's sort of a thing of like, okay, well, if restrictions really are still in place, you know, we do need to let our guests know this isn't something we can just sort of make a call on the week before or anything like that. So that's getting a little bit stressful and I'm and I'm seeing it in those Facebook groups and I think that's how I sort of realized that sometimes hearing all of that noise from the Facebook groups is actually really <laughs> detrimental and, and not helpful. So we've sort of decided, you know, it's still early days. It's um, early August, as, or sorry, early April, as I'm recording this and, and possibly as you're listening to it. And for us, that still feels like there is enough time. I'm just going to check my little, I have a little countdown app. So we have, you know, over 150 days until our wedding um, that still feels like enough time for us. And we've, you know, all of our guests know that everything we're doing, we put it in our save the dates is all sort of COVID willing, you know, pandemic restrictions, whatever they will allow. So I think for us, because it's such a small wedding and again, it's a family member's house where we're getting married. So it's not like we have to worry about, um, the venue charging us money or anything like that. We're probably going to wait to make an official call until probably I would say like mid summer, probably sometime in July assuming that all of our guests, you know, all of their travel plans are refundable and um, they know to sort of be on alert, but it's stressful and it's scary. And actually, I think having recorded this episode is encouraging me to actually sit down with my partner and say, hey, can we pick a, in a date, you know, put it on the calendar of when we are going to make a call? Because living with that indecision is is definitely not something that I'm very good at. I definitely lean more towards, hey, let's just make the decision so it's off my plate rather than just trying to remain hopeful because I'm a person who loves to research and <laughs> dig deep and I will go down all of the rabbit holes to try to find more information and and see what's happening and that's just not really a healthy headspace and not where I want to be and not what I want my wedding planning experience to be. So <laughs> I am thanking myself for recording this episode because I think it's going to encourage me to actually make a decision on when we will officially pull the plug and I hope it has helped you make a decision as well and good luck if you are planning a wedding in these very difficult strange strange times.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.